putting plans together. Mm -hmm. So this is just part of the process. How in the world do you plan for something like this that we've never had before, and it affects the entire learning process? Oh, man. I'll be honest with you. This has been a learning curve. I can't tell you how many times I've been told how stupid I am and how I'm making mistakes and things of that nature. But what they don't know is we've been speaking, uh, you know, daily almost with our health officials. Yeah. Uh, even had a meeting here most recently with the governor's task force, mm -hmm. uh, which included epidemiologists, a variety of military leaders that are running the program, mm -hmm. and looking at it, you know, and, and I get it, you know, because I, I do think there is a fear factor out there in terms of this virus, you know, but one of the things we've got to be uh, keep very uh, grounded on is that, you know, it is highly contagious. However, 99.9% uh, are going to, uh, if they catch the virus, you know, it's not going to be uh, uh, very uh, detrimental to them. However, yeah. there are those that tenth of, of a percent that it will be. Yeah. And uh, what we've got to do is we've got to provide opportunities for kids to, to be back in the building uh, but also in a safe manner, and also uh, our teachers, because we do know uh, that, uh, you know, uh, the older you are uh, and, and the more uh, maybe underlying conditions that you may have, that's put you at risk, and, yeah. and we're very cognizant of that. You know, it, it affects everybody in, in such a different way, but look at, look at all the other diseases that we've contracted over the years from the time that we were young people uh, and on up to this time, there are always going to be exceptions to the rule. And I know that when uh, I had it, uh, the biggest problem I had was being quarantined. It became a, uh, a mental thing for me. And when I'm not around people or, or my routine is just cut in two, it, it, it affects me. Uh, and, and, and the thing, it's nothing consistent about this disease. They can say, oh, yes, it does this, and, and then it does that. But, but you look at the underlying things that go on uh, in, in this community with the disease, um, and even the testing. Uh, when you take a, a test to, to see if you're positive or negative, now you could go five, six weeks or more waiting on the test everything changes in, in that particular period I, I think that's one of the challenges that we have yeah. in terms of the uh the ability to get the test in in a, a quick manner if you will yeah and it, that does create a uh, an issue with us and, and i and i get it and you know a lot of times the media is uh reporting these cases one of the things i find very perplexing is that they they always give us the summative number of cases, but not the active one. You know, we're I think we're over six thousand summative. Yeah. In Rutherford County, however, we only have twenty six hundred, a little over twenty six hundred. They're actually act, uh, active cases. Mm -hmm. I don't. I, I'm assuming this has something to do with protocol, uh, but it is the, uh, one of the things that people fixate on. Yeah. Uh, you see a Shelby County or Davidson County with 11,000 cases, and, you, and then you see a Rutherford County with 6,000 cases, and, and you do know that there's been some uh, measurable amount of cases, but it doesn't necessarily mean uh, that those cases are still active. Yeah. And, and we do know, looking at uh, the age groups, we do know that 21, somewhere around 21 to 51 makes up, uh, make up the majority 
of our cases in the state of Tennessee and, and perhaps maybe even across the United States. And I think that has a lot to do with, uh, you know, those are in the working, uh, you know, in our working, perhaps maybe going in different places and, and, and exposing themselves to the, the virus, which is contagious. Uh, and it's, and it's kind of hard uh, to use one or several types of symptoms because I'm like you. Uh, I've known people who've had a, um, you know, congestion, uh, a, uh, a stopped up nose, if you will, slight headache, and had COVID. Yeah. And then I've known some that didn't have anything but tested positive for COVID. And, then, and obviously there's been some that have been uh, who had uh, underlying health conditions that it's been uh, very impactful uh, to them. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I know that the health department is calling people who uh, have been tested, and, and especially the ones that uh, contracted the, the disease. But uh, like I say, most myself, I felt healthy pretty much the whole time, except it was driving me crazy right. to, to, to be uh, uh, quarantined. And uh, I know a lot of people that had it pretty close to the same time I did, and none of us were consistent. Mm-hmm. So, I, to be perfectly honest with you, I, I, I still don't think that they have got a uh, handle on it because each, what the health department was trying to find out is how each one of us was affected that had it. Sure. And, and uh, I understand that. That's, that's a great way to follow up on it. And, but can you imagine the unbelievable man hours that are put in this particular disease? And we really haven't gone very far when you, when you think about it. Well, you know, one of the things that I had the opportunity to sit with, like I said, with the governor's task force and listen to their briefing and, and actually ask questions here recently. And one of the things that, uh, you know, off the record, I was speaking to one of the uh, retired military uh, personnel that was working, uh, you know, he said, I signed up for about four months. He said, this is going to be much longer than that. Yeah. Uh, I think until we can get a grasp on how we can minimize the, um, the spread, uh, how we can, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I think there's a false narrative out there that we'll get a cure for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like the flu. We'll get a vaccine that will build up antibodies within yeah. our body. Uh, that will prevent us from getting it so easily. I think what we're doing, what we, what it'll, it'll be the same way as the flu. We will minimize the ability for that to be so uh, widely uh, prevalent throughout the community, mm-hmm. and and that that will how how it works. You know, one of the things I asked too, as I was asking about uh, the number of cases, and I and I asked the question to the doctor. I said, can someone uh, be counted twice? Uh, on cases, and, and she said, yes, they can if there is a, a time of three months or longer between the first time they got it and the second time they got it. So mm-hmm. you can be you can count twice, which also dispels the, uh, the, uh, the information that's put out there that you can, the antibodies will make you immune from it. Not necessarily. It's oh, like, don't tell me that, Bill. Uh, not necessarily, but let me tell you the good thing. It's like anything else. It, it, it's, it's predicated on the individual's immune system. Mm-hmm. So perhaps you can. But, you know, just because you've had it and, and you, uh, you think you are immune, you may not. Yeah. You know, but, uh, but it's like anything else. It's like the flu. A lot of people build up, you know, because of the genetic makeup of their, of their bodies, 
uh, along with that uh, vaccination, it does build up those antibodies to the point that they can, it can prevent them from, but not everyone it will be that way. I do believe that we have a natural immunity to flu. And, and mm -hmm. so they're, the, they're right. very simple, similar. And uh, I have never had a flu shot. I've never had mm -hmm. the flu in, in my whole life and been around people who have had the flu. Right. So, um, it's um, those type of diseases are, are really hard to put your finger on. And then when you when you have to run a school system mm -hmm. with the thousands of kids <laughs> that you're trying to take care of, mm -hmm. it, it um, bless your heart, you're going to have to uh, really uh, have you know, a miracle worker. With well, you. you're you're absolutely correct. Now, one of the things, like we say, you know, the the uh, it and it's 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 there. We can safely say this that. Uh, the, the the kids between the ages of uh, five to eighteen, uh, their rate of catching it is a lot lower uh, than others. However, they can be a carrier of it, and they can pass it on to their teachers and things of that nature. And that's where our, our concerns are. Mm -hmm. You know, when you uh, we can control what we are what is occurring within the building, we yeah. have some ability to do that. However, you got to remind yourself that we have them for seven hours, and then for the other 17 hours, they're out in the world and, and in their homes, wherever that may be. Yeah. And not everyone is, uh, you know, not everyone is held up in one home and not going, venturing outside, you know, that people have to work. Uh, and, and this is where our, our challenges uh, become uh, large. Now, how many different groups are you separating for the school system? Yeah. You're going to have you're going to have the virtual uh, classrooms, and then you're going to have uh, those that will will be be at home, mm -hmm. and, and then you have those that are actually going to be in the classroom. Right. We, we what we're what we're doing is we we're doing the traditional approach with options for parents uh, to choose their children to distance learning. As of this morning, we had a, approximately 20,000 have chosen to do that. And what that means is they will be receiving their instruction on a, uh, a, 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 a technology platform mm -hmm. uh, at the same time kids in the classrooms will be receiving theirs. Mm -hmm. And uh, we also have a virtual school. This year is our first year of a virtual school. It was sanctioned by the state. Uh, we will be offering that through uh, grades 6 through 12. Uh, they will, it'll be a little bit different. They will be a school in themselves. Uh, we currently have a little over 100, 100 in those. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, they will be the same as any other school. They, were, they will receive a grade in terms of how effective, you know, the testing goes with them. Uh, you know, anything that is applicable to our other schools will be the same to uh, put on them. And are, are, are these uh, kids that are in, in that uh, mm -hmm. school, are, are, are they selected? To Actually, it's an application process, okay. and there is something that, that we go through to make sure that this is right for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is our first year, so it's very important that we do this right. You know, uh, one of the things as we were looking at various new programs, that was one of the things that we felt like we need to offer because mm -hmm. – uh, that gives uh, some kids who have are having challenges within the building, uh, and it may be anything from let's just say we have this a lot, uh, uh, championship uh, uh, gymnast or something of that nature that it, that travels and stuff like that. You know, mm -hmm. 
but we can keep them on the virtual uh, school in the virtual school and have them receive that instruction during the times in which they can receive it. And uh, that's just one example. And, and, and it could be someone who may be medically fragile at the time, you know, that yeah. we can uh, we can provide this service for. Are, are there any particular subjects that will be given during the virtual school? Every subject that we offer in our regular classes will be available to those in the virtual school. Now, I'm thinking about math and, and, and science right now. Mm-hmm. That's going to be pretty difficult, isn't yeah, it? Well, it will be, but however, we, we are contracting out with a, a, a vendor, and that vendor provides not only the teachers, but it all, they also provide the virtual interaction that may take place with a, you know, quite frankly, it'll blow you away the, the uh, what is occurring as far as, you, remember, you and I went to the old labs and we did yeah. our stuff. They can do that stuff online now, and, and, and it could be so real virtually that you can get the same results out of it. So it is kind of changed a whole lot, you know. Well, in the old days, you had you would partner up with somebody Absolutely. in the lab, and you wanted to find the smartest That's kid right. in the school to Absolutely. partner up with. Absolutely. I yeah. agree. Now, the relationship, are they losing anything um, when it's homeschool or, mm-hmm. or, or virtual school, what are they losing? Because I know that we, when you're in school, one of the biggest part of it is having the relationship with the other kids. You know, I think we would all agree with that. I think, yeah. but they have to be a there has to be a balance. They have to receive that somewhere, you know. And and it does. We know that uh, uh, interacting with people who uh, who are different from us in terms of their thought process or maybe. Uh, you know, in terms of what they believe, mm-hmm. that's a that's part of growing up as a as a human being and learning how to work your way through that, and also providing opportunities to grow as a as a person. So I think on that one, uh, you know, parents need to ba- uh, do that. And, you know, that's something they'll have to weigh in ter- in terms of is this the right direction. All right. What is the requirement for bus riders? Uh, and yeah, uh, but bus yeah. bus riders will will need to wear a mask. Okay, they will be uh, on assigned seats, and uh, you know we will stagger the uh, um, as they exit the uh, the bus. The people at the school will, will you know release them uh, by rolls, so that we can maintain as much social distancing as possible. Mm-hmm. So. You've got the social distance in, in the classroom, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I'm sure you've already got the numbers and and have it set up in the seating. Mm-hmm. It, 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 you have so many different parts of this uh, that can you actually educate everybody, the the bus uh, the bus drivers and everybody else, uh, in, in a way that you feel pretty safe with it. Well, you know, one of the things I'll have to be perfectly transparent with, we have sent out all of our safety protocols to mm-hmm. our bus drivers, to our uh, principals to, who have uh, provided to the teachers, yeah. and we're still working on, on, on um, working through that process. But there will be times when we're, we cannot be uh, six feet away from one another. Yeah. That's the reason why we, uh, we chose the mask. I know a lot of people, uh, you know, uh, don't like that, and, and I, I get it, uh, you know, in terms of having to wear a mask. Uh, however, it has been proven uh, that the mask can 
uh, slow down, if not completely stop the, the transmission of, uh, of this virus if social distance cannot be maintained. Mo Brown says it's to tell you thank you. Bless her heart. I, I wouldn't want to be a bus driver. I, I would have a hard time. I, I don't. I feel very comfortable not having a problem with the virus because I've been through that right. crap. But uh, the, 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 the teachers in the who would you think would be more at risk? Would, would, would we, and this is, a, I think, mm-hmm. a stupid question. Um, the teachers and, and dealing with all the kids, and, and their teachers, of course, at an older age, and the young kids are pretty uh, strong. I mm-hmm. mean, um, and, and the bus drivers, you, you've got all of those people that are involved mm-hmm. uh, socially with, with everybody uh, right. that uh, they're responsible for. Uh, what are the teachers that are going to be in the classroom? Uh, are you educating them as, as far as how to keep themselves safe and, and the kids safe? Because that's going to be a pretty tough job. It is going to be a tough job. And, you know, and let me go back. There's no dumb questions, okay? Remember that. No uh, dumb questions. Have, uh, I, I'm All in right. charge of okay. dumb questions. I know. Yeah. No, but uh, you, you bring up a good point. One of the things we're doing in elementary school, of course, we can self-contain there, mm-hmm. uh, which means the, the kids that are in there will be with the same teacher. And we can do a lot of that in middle school. High school is a little bit more challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, we have been working with our teachers in terms of, of uh, you know making sure that they're following these different protocols. And I will say this: the state uh, of Tennessee if, uh, is being is providing um, uh, our PPEs, you know, our uh, protection equipment mm-hmm. for all of our teachers, uh, you know, and, and all that's being taken care of. But you bring up a good point. You know, one of the things we can control what occurs within the school building, but we're yeah. in the school building. Uh, seven hours, you know, that's yeah. our day. That leaves uh, the other 17 hours where the kids are going out into, uh, you know, to their homes and different areas. And, and that's the, the big issue in, in terms of the spread. You know, they can pick it up somewhere else and bring it in. We have protocols in place there. Uh, hopefully what we're telling our parents, and this is what uh, the guidelines have told us, if your kid wakes up sick and he's running a fever of 100, uh, point four or higher, mm. uh, keep them at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a pretty good indication that something's going on there. Yeah. And, and to allow them to come in would be uh, an issue in terms of spreading the virus. Now, if you're concerned about them losing uh, a day of instruction, we've got that covered because every child will get a login for our new uh, you know, online program that follows along with the lesson mm-hmm. in, that's being taught in the class. Uh, so that won't hurt them there. I think the you asked the question about who's uh, more potential. I think we all know that, uh, you know, through the ages of 5 through 18, uh, uh, they do get the virus. Yeah. Uh, it's not as impactful as it is with others, and it's not as easily spread uh, as you uh, go down to the younger kids, you yeah. know. Uh, so, you know, the, the age group of 21 through about 50s, in the 50s, that's where you're getting uh, your high incidence of uh, cases. Do you think it's going to be equal? Um, and and I'm sure you, you thought about it as far as having all the kids, when they return, back into the classroom. Um, 
Do you do you feel like it, it, it's an it's an even type situation for the kids in the classroom or the ones that are are being taught at home in the in the virtual mm-hmm. uh, 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 classroom? It, it, it's um, I think about it and it, it, it seems like I, I I I've been focused on this. Why I don't know, but I have seen a lot of uh, areas where they feel like they want them all back in the classroom. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, how do you weigh those things? Yeah, I think you got to weigh that in terms of the impact. Like I said, uh, not everyone that uh, contract you know contracts this virus is going to have the same uh, yeah. issue. You know, we do have uh, people that have underlying health conditions. Yeah, and uh, you know, in our nation, we know uh, you know that we got a lot of people with diabetes, and we know that we have people with high blood pressure and, we, and various things of that nature. And, or they may have uh, family members at home that have that. So keep yeah. in mind, that's another uh, challenge that we have to look at in yeah. terms of if this child going home to a parent that may be currently going through cancer treatments and, yeah. and things of that nature. Uh, do I say as far as uh, online and uh, in-person, you know, which one? I, I, I have a hard time saying that online as good as it is mm-hmm. is uh, is the same as the in school in the classroom instructional not just the instruction but the interaction uh, with other students you know working with them through the process but un- unfortunately right now we are in a pandemic uh, pen- pandemic excuse me it's easy for me to say and it's a reality, and we've got to work through that. You know, yeah. this is, uh, and, and as, as much as I understand, it hasn't occurred uh, before since, uh, 19, since 1918. So mm-hmm. this is going to be a learning process for everyone. I don't think anyone says that they've got this under control. Uh, I don't know if that would be a correct statement. We do know that students are going to, and, and there's going to be some cases. It, to think that we're not going to have some cases within our buildings uh, would not be uh, correct uh, and be false on our part. How we handle it is is very important. You know, we've we've got a uh, very strategic plan on what we will do when someone is uh, thought to have uh, the uh, case of the virus, and and how we handle that in terms of contact tracing, mm-hmm. in terms of isolation room, will be will determine how effective we are of mitigating the spread. What about people, you, you, you mentioned earlier that there would maybe someone in their family or at their home mm-hmm. that could uh, have some dangerous effects from the COVID virus, mm-hmm. and, and they uh, they won't even get out. They, right. They're so careful, and uh, I can understand being that way. Can people uh, in the school system, whether uh, teachers, bus drivers, or whatever, can we see athletes that are starting to opt out mm-hmm. of playing right now. Uh, how do you deal with those particular things when they fear, have a fear of what could happen with someone in their family or friends? That's something that they have to work through that, you know, in terms of and, and if it's them, that we do have a policy in place for that. Mm-hmm. But if it's, if it's a family member, that, unfortunately, that's something is beyond our control. You yeah. know, we, we don't have the ability to say, well, go ahead and – uh, take off, you know, this year. You know, they can obviously, if they're tenured, they can do a, a sabbatical for a year if they choose to do so. Uh, but we don't really have that uh, luxury 
you know, uh, you know, yeah, one if of, you've got a bus driver right, and, right. and he can't run, yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that, that's, that's a hurt. Right. Absolutely. And we, and we don't have that luxury. You know, one of the things that, uh, that I learned a long, long time ago is you control the things that you can control yeah. and you're going to have to let go of the things that you can't control, you know, yeah. uh, and ideally I hear, uh, parents say, well, I've got my, my mother lives with us and, and she's elderly and, and I, I understand that completely. Yeah. Um, you know, um, uh, my suggestion on that would be is as much as possible at home, perhaps maybe social distance, you know, uh, and that's not always the best route, but there's a lot of things we can't control. I, I get a lot of questions the hypothetical questions that uh, we can't control now. So you go back to do, what do we do? Do we shut everything down and crawl under a rock or do we try to work through the process and learn as we go and at the same time be cognizant of those incidents that may occur that could be impactful on, on, on not only on teachers but other staff members? I have had a number of people who knew you were going to be on the show today have asked me, what is going to be the schedule mm-hmm. that we're looking for for right. the start of the new school? We actually extended our uh, our days. Uh, we will now open up on uh, August the 13th. That's next Thursday because mm-hmm. we're giving our teachers and our administrators more time to work with this online platform because we weren't anticipating that much. On, on August the 13th and the 14th, we will do three-and-a-half-hour days, all right? And then on Monday, August the seventeenth, we will start with full, uh, full classes, full time classes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, our teachers right now have been working, and yes, we have had some cases of uh, n- not confirmed cases, but it's kind of like uh, a, a teacher contracted it from uh, a parent that they live with, or the parent lives with them. They came in and they were around two or three others, and. Um, <clears throat> You know, that ha- makes them quarantine until we can get some confirmation. One of the things that I, I told I've been going around to their schools and talking to our administrators. You know, one of the things that I found that's going on right now, they're following the mask rules. They're doing what they're supposed to do. They're, but, you know, they're back in their environment. Mm-hmm. You get back in your environment and, and you're working with a colleague and y'all are working on some great things. You have a tendency to think that everything went away. Yeah. So you, you don't really put up that, you know, that guard, if you will. And that's what I told our principals. When our kids get back, it won't take long for them to, to get back in the groove. And, and people will think everything we don't we don't have to be, we don't have to have these safeguards anymore. Yeah. That's when we anytime you lower your safeguards, that's where you're you know, you're going to ha- end up having problems. And like I said, it's going to be more of a problem. And we've thought through this process more of a problem a teacher's exposed to it uh they have to quarantine we'll put them on distance learning we'll let them teach from home and and things of that nature if they're able to do that but what we want to do as much as possible is to slow down uh any uh any opportunities for this virus to spread and the thing that you mentioned while you're explaining this is we all get complacent. Absolutely. And we, if we, and things get back to normal. We just automatically just forget everything that's going on, and we're we're still uh, um, 
shaking hands and hugging and mm-hmm. all those particular things. And uh, that's that's the thing about this this virus. I, I like I said thirty minutes ago, it's very inconsistent it is with inconsistent. everything, it and sure it, is. and you can't follow a part a particular line. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know you. you yeah, go ahead. You know, you bring up a good point. One of the things that I were, uh, you know, that uh, I was told over and over, you know, if you look when we shut down in March and everything, that the the curve went down and, and things like, you know, uh, quite frankly, we weren't testing as many people back then. We yeah. started testing more, and I think with more testing, uh, and, and and we're we're still probably less than twenty percent of our population that we've tested. And Even Rutherford, the testing is inconsistent, right. uh, though. It, yeah, we're, we're about 20% less. Yeah. I mean, 20% of our population are less, basically less, mm-hmm. uh, have, have test, been tested. Um, and and what, I, I, I'm, what I'm talking about is, I, you know, in the beginning, I would go to the store, and, and things were just like, you know, uh, you could tell it was different. Yeah. But now I go, and I see people, you know, the restaurants are full. Uh, you know the uh, the the stores are full. You know, and it, it, and it, quite frankly, that's why we're seeing a little bit more of those things. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that you know I'm not saying that we should crawl under a rock or anything, but we just need to be very cautious on on on, on what we're doing, and still enjoy. But I, I but that's my biggest concern. I go back to the same. Thing. My biggest concern is complacency. You know, because our kids and our teachers have been off and haven't seen each other for over 20-something weeks. Yeah. So when they come back, it's going to be a time, a joyous occasion. And and, and, it, and if you're not careful, you get back into routines that are not consistent with what we're requiring. I think the reason that we're as complacent as we are right now is you really can't put your finger on it. Right. We, we get all of this uh, information. Some of it is um, done uh, with some responsibility, and, and or maybe they're just lucky. And then others are, um, they, the, the information is not uh, as credible as it should be. And I think that's that's part of it. They haven't really got their hands on it yet. I don't think until so. you do. Uh, I mean, what are we going to do? Absolutely, I, I think you're correct, and they're working on it. I do see some probably sometime early next year that we'll see a vaccine come out. And uh, you know, talking to and listening to the the task force of the governors and asking them questions. You know, in the, initially, you're correct. Uh, the data was all over the place initially. Yeah. It's a little better now, but it's just like any other data. I think that's why they're calling all the people that have been affected by it mm-hmm. and see what all, all the, the the problems that they were having with that particular disease. Absolutely. It's a little better now, but let's, uh, let's be perfectly honest now. Uh, it's only as good as the uh, the municipalities, the, the counties, the whatever they're reporting. It's mm-hmm. only good as that. You know, one of the things that... Uh, they do report as they they report a, a number of a summative case, and that's one of the things I want our parents and, and our, our, our constituents to know. When you look at a summative, the the total number of cases, you know, I think we're over uh, six thousand, maybe sixty two hundred here in Rutherford County. We do not currently have sixty two hundred active cases in Rutherford County. Mm-hmm. We have a little over twenty six hundred currently, 
uh, and, and we still have new cases coming on. You know, we, we still haven't gotten that where we need it to be. Uh, but it goes back to, you know, what that does in terms of reporting is it, 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 it interjects fear along with reality. Yeah. And, and what we want to do is we want to be uh, very uh, in tune with this virus. However, at the same time, we don't want to interject fear in it. There's a difference between being cautious and being afraid. Yeah. You know, and when you when you cross that line uh, from being cautious to being afraid, you're not helping anyone in that process. You know, uh, you know, uh, and, and I get it. A lot of times it's being uh, publicized or excuse me, politicized on both sides. Mm -hmm. Some says it's a hoax and some say we're all going to die. Somewhere in between there is the truth. Uh, you know, I don't think all we're all going to die. Uh, obviously, we can look at the, the uh, uh, morbidity the mort rate. Yeah, yeah, the mortality rate yeah, is, is very look at that. thin. It, 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 yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it, it is something that can cause, you know, anything that's new, anything that we don't. You mentioned this. This is a great uh, 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 analysis. When you don't know specifically everything about the virus, when, when, when someone has symptoms that are so far different than other people, mm -hmm. that makes, that's the unknown. That's the yeah. fear of the unknown. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, and uh, Bill Sparlock and... Uh, I think Nick is going to fix that sound. If he doesn't, he's going to drive me crazy. We'll be right back with you. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5-101.9, AM 14:50, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. This is Ron Hall with Fair Construction. Why move into a new house and, and leave a home that you already have memories with and, and sentimental value and we can come in and, and whether you want to totally remodel your house or if you just want to update your kitchen and bathroom, we can help with any of those things. So when we decided to redo the playroom, it was obvious. We called Faro Construction. If you can dream it, we can turn it into reality. Fair Construction Company. Why join a credit union? Credit unions offer the same services as banks, but are not for profit. Credit unions are owned by their members, not Wall Street investors. Credit unions are among the highest rated services ever evaluated by Consumer Reports. Need another reason to join a credit union? If you join Heritage South Community Credit Union now through June 30th, you could win $2,500. Sounds like a good reason to me. Learn more at HeritageSouth.org. Insured by NCUA. This August, you could win $20,000. $20,000. Or even $200,000. $200,000. Introducing two new instant games with two ways to play. Two ways to play. And two ways to win. Two ways to win. Double match and double match bonus. Double match and double match bonus. Double the fun. Double the chances. Double the cash. Double match and double match bonus. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Get ready to get your game on with the Tennessee Lottery and fill up your day with fun. Like when you need to upgrade the fun on that road trip. 
When you could use a little, did I just win $50 fun? Woo, yeah! Or when you like to add a side of fun to that next snack. Mm, wow, good. Would you like some fun with that? Oh, yeah. Then play the Tennessee Lottery. And for just a dollar or two, you can get your game on. Please remember, play responsibly. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Brian Barrett with Campaign 2020 coverage brought to you by Toots Good Food and Fun, Wilson Bank and Trust, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, Fairer Construction, and McCabe Vision Center. Two of three incumbents for Rutherford County School Board retained their seats with newcomer Claire Maxwell defeating 16-year member Terry Hodge. The vote in Zone 5, Maxwell claiming 60.62% of the vote to Hodges 38.86%. Maxwell talks about why she decided to run for school board. I started to see a bunch of haves and have-nots, and I said, we've got to make sure that we don't lose focus on the entire county by losing focus on some of these older schools and what they need. You know, I really need to make sure that we don't forget our older schools. In a three-way race for Zone 3, incumbent Lisa Moore held off challenges from Howard Jones and Rick Kreisky, taking nearly 47% of the vote. I think what ultimately took it across was the six years that I've been on the board and the things that I have accomplished. And the folks and the constituents, people out there in the community that recognize what I believe I've brought to the board and the successes that we've had. Coy Young defeated challenger Patrick Dowdy by 388 votes to retain his Zone 2 seat. Sheila Bratton ran unopposed in Zone 6 for the seat held by Jeff Jordan for many years. He decided not to seek re-election. Eight-year Murfreesboro City Councilman Eddie Smotherman was unsuccessful in his bid for a third term as Sean Wright captured one of three seats. The top vote-getter, Bill Shacklett, 9,903 votes. Wright came in second, Kurt Wade third, and Smotherman tallied 7,181 votes coming in fourth. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Mary Catherine Hughes, sold by MK, powered by EXP Realty. I want to let you know that we are hearing from our mortgage partners that interest rates are at an all-time low. In fact, they're at rates lower than most of us have seen in our lifetime. So I ask you, if you're interested in making a purchase of a home in 2020, you may want to consider doing it sooner than later because the same house you look at today could sell for ten dollars to $15,000 more in the coming months. So why wait? Give me a call today. Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad, across from the Ford dealer, host of the Truman Show live broadcast. Food is ready-made. It's hard work, but you got to enjoy the people, and you just have to enjoy what you do. If those two things come into play, then it's not that hard, I don't think. Open Monday through Saturday at 6.30 for breakfast and lunch, Thursdays and Fridays for dinner. Have you changed your menu very much since you've been here? No, sir. If it's working, just keep doing it. Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad, across from the Ford dealer. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. We'll see mostly sunny skies here for this afternoon with a high around 90 degrees. North winds are on 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 65. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 70. But the, the relationship between the parents 
in, in, in the schools in this particular situation, it's paramount, isn't it? Absolutely. It's always paramount to uh, make sure we're communicating with our parents. Yeah. Now, what we do is we, uh, we meet uh, just almost Monday, Wednesday, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday during the day with our uh, online, with our administration, give them updates, mm-hmm. and, and also push out stuff to our parents. But we also strong, strongly encourage our administrators. Uh, to make sure you're answering the parents' questions, make sure you're there to uh, provide all that they need. You know, uh, today at 2.30 I'll be meeting with, with them again. There are a few things, that feedback that I get, uh, you know, from parents and things of that nature uh, to make sure that we're taken care of. And I don't yeah. think any uh, administrators, uh, sometimes they get caught up in a lot of other things, but we got to understand that it is, especially during this time, uh, parents have to be informed, you know, yeah. uh, and, and I know a lot of parents were kind of miffed about the um, uh, extending or delaying this opening of schools for three days. But I'll, I'll be honest, we we did not anticipate the number of students that would social distance. And this is a new platform for us, new uh, technology platform that we did not have last spring. And what we will be doing uh, with social, di- uh, excuse me, with uh, distance learning, let me rephrase that, what we'll be doing with distance learning this uh, fall is totally different than the spring, uh, you know, and uh, it'll, it'll be, uh, and quite frankly, as we look through this process and we know that this, uh, this virus is going to end, the, mm-hmm. pandemic, the pandemic will end at some time. This platform is going to provide a lot of great opportunities for us. If a child is, uh, you know, gets sick and has to miss school, uh, we'll be able to have that online. You know, it won't be like, I, I, you know, I can't get my homework or whatever the case may be. There's just a variety of different things that we've thought through this process that's going to be very beneficial once this uh, current situation is over. I think we will get back to normal, but... You always learn when you have something as negative as this particular virus is. Um, you you um, um, maybe add a few things or, or whatever dealing with the kids. Uh, you're absolutely correct. You know, one of the things that I don't think that they have in their in your educational courses is how to deal with things during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, this is something. This is a one of you know since 1918. You know, it's been a long time, over 100 years, and I, I guarantee our teachers, our administrators, me personally, mm-hmm. uh, these are the kind of things that you know that you will you will be able to grow from. Yeah. You know, I met with a principal the other day as I'm going around talking to him. I said, you know, this is a unique opportunity. I said, you know, you're the leader in the school. Uh, there's a lot of things you're going to be dealing with. You're going to be dealing with anxiety on, on part of the staff, teachers, and the students. You know, what they're looking for is they're looking at, at calm, calmness yeah. on, in your part. I said, this is a tremendous opportunity to grow as a leader. You know, one thing about the school systems I've found out for, for a long, long time is that everybody works with the system and is in the schools. Everybody has different responsibilities. And, and, and I, I, the open dialogue that you have between each group is very vital to what goes on. I know when we put the school resource officers in there, uh, we we went through a large number of classes to make sure that everybody 
knows what their responsibilities are, and and, and then they uh, act accordingly. Absolutely. You know, you you talk about the resource officer, and, and with that, the evolving of the crisis team within the school. We actually have been meeting, or our safety director and, and principals have been meeting with each uh, school's crisis team. Mm-hmm. This We will treat uh, cases of uh, COVID within the school uh with our crisis team, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a, it, we have a, uh, a uh, protocol that we'll follow. Uh, we have a communication uh, tree that we'll follow, how things will be communicated so that there's not miscommunication. Mm-hmm. So it will be just like, and, and, and that's kudos to the uh, program that was put in, uh, I think it was 93 or 92, I can't mm-hmm. remember, it was way back when, Yeah. and uh, that it's come so far that we actually have, each individual school has a crisis team that works in conjunction uh, with the SROs and law enforcement to address any kind of crisis that may come up in the school, and which would include uh, something like the, a case of uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. You, you have to be alert at all times inside. And maybe uh, the schools can be just as safe or safer in their home environment. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think we've, uh, we've got some great administrators. We've got a great SRO division. Uh, you know, we're growing uh, leaps and bounds. Uh, the challenges to, to meet those needs, you know, are, are difficult. But you know what? At the end of the day, we're charged with this responsibility, and we don't take it lightly. Well, we have a caller on the line. Caller, welcome aboard with Superintendent Bill Spurlock. Good morning. Uh, Bill, I've got a question for you. First off, I am completely Caller, can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? I'm having, aren't you having a wonderful time today? That noise is just, I mean, this is something I just live for. (laughs) It it sounds like somebody's got a machine gun outside shooting Uh, us. Absolutely. Bless your heart. Um, What what was I talking about? We were talking about, you know, the communication is important. Anything, you know, anytime you're you're dealing with, uh, you know, uh, a a group of parents, a group of parents, uh, people that are in the schools, communication is very important. Yeah. And it doesn't take but a small, and, and, and we're, we've been guilty of this, and, and uh, we, we learn from it and go forward. It doesn't take but a small a misstep yeah. uh, to make things very, very difficult for everyone involved. So it's, it's very important that we, when we communicate, that we, uh, our message is clear mm-hmm. uh, as possible and learn from anything that we may or may not have said. Uh, that will clear up things and, and, and prevent a lot of confusion. You know, I, I mean, a lot of times we think through something and then we think we've got it all figured out and then we learn from something that we probably should have done. You were a principal at mm-hmm. one time over at Oakland's, and uh, now that you're superintendent and, you, and you're spread out on 40-something mm-hmm. schools. How many schools have we got? About 40? We got about 49. 49, mm-hmm. wow. So, so now your responsibilities are spread out. Mm-hmm. What is the the difference uh, in the difficulties that you have to take care of mm-hmm. when you're uh, actually relying on each principal that's over your school? That's, that's a good point. You know, because 
uh, I guess you can look at it as being fortunate or unfortunate. I had a lot of uh, issues that uh, that I was experienced, even as an assistant principal, that prepared me mm-hmm. uh, to do a lot of crisis control. And uh, I, sometimes you just assume that everyone has that uh, intuition how to respond to something that minimizes the impact of it. Yeah. And, and a lot of times what they say about what thinking, you know, uh, uh, you know, sometimes if you think that someone knows something, then you find out very quickly that's not the case. So that's where we try to provide, uh, you know, uh, scenarios to principals when we're, when we're going through our aspiring administrator academy, mm-hmm. uh, not just learning things about the operational part, instructional part, but also the uh, part of that we're, that, that is being increasing, uh, you know, since the nineties, the late eighties, early nineties, which is crisis control, within a school setting, you know, and people say that, well, crisis control, that can be a variety of different things, you know, yeah. and we've been very lucky and we've been very uh, prepared uh, for various things, whether it be weather related, whether it be some on-site uh, issue, or in this case, whether it be the uh, the COVID virus, we're we're working through a, a crisis and, and, and during any kind of crisis, you've got to make sure that you're prepared of what could occur. Principles are all different, and their personalities are all different. When you have now, I, I used to have meetings with your principal mm-hmm. many years ago, and and uh, it, it was always very interesting to me how they would relate to different type subjects. Um, do you do you ever get? I know you you are proud of them. Do you ever get aggravated with them when they kind of get um, off of the train a little bit? I'm gonna plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know usually what we'll do is after the fact we'll 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 have a debriefing, mm-hmm. and, and 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 sometimes like I said, it's not always intentional. And keep you know you, you say. Uh, you know, what would you, if you had it do over again, what would you do differently? Yeah. You know? And uh, most of the time, like I said, they they understand that process and, and, and they use it as a, as a learning curve. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and quite frankly, I, you know, I can't say enough great things about our, our principals because, like I said, this is something very different that they're facing now. Yeah. And, uh, and, it, and it's not only from the students, but also from our, our teachers and staff. And they're working through it, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, night and day. Uh, they're putting in time. Uh, you know, I, one of the things I was very encouraged, I went out and were meeting with our principals, and, and one of the principals went through something and he told me how they were handling it. I said, you know, that is very innovative, what you just said. Yeah. You need to share this with your, your, your peers because he, he had thought through this process, you know, even though it hadn't occurred, he had thought through this process, and what he was going to implement in case this occurred would have been, I mean, it was just, it, it was an example of someone not taking, uh, you know, not creating a problem, but creating a solution yeah. to a perceived problem. You know, one thing that's always interesting to me when people start talking about principles uh, of days gone by mm-hmm. is that the ones they had more respect for were the tough ones. I mean, they would not let anybody get by with anything. 
they had that paddle waiting mm-hmm. for them yeah. in, in the paddle room. Or what. <laughs> but um, do you think that those principles in, in, in today's mm-hmm. uh, setting, um, w- would they be as successful because of the changes that have gone on in education? You know, I, th- I think consistency and high expectations would work. Uh, but I go back, you know, I've heard people talk about the good old days, you know, back, uh, you know, in the good old days, you know, a kid got in trouble at school, then guess what's going to happen when they get home? Yeah. You know, yeah. it that, happened to me. That is a huge thing. That's one of the things, you know, knowing that the accountability not only is going to be at the school, but at the home, that's a huge uh, plus on the part of what the principals have to use. Hey, Ronnie. So what I, what I would say well, is, I, I you know, still, I still got you know, Bill our, Spurlock on. You can say hi to him. It's Ronnie Martin. Okay. Uh, he said, "Hey, yeah." Okay. Uh, I, I'll call you when I when I get off the show because I want to talk to you about it. Thank you very much, Ronnie. See you. But I, I, you know, I would say, you know, you, you talk about that. You know, that I don't think. High expectations and having the standard, uh, is, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think nowadays, though, the support has, has waned somewhat, and, and that's changing. That, that shifts. You You're know? talking about from the parents? Parents, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think that changes some, and, yeah. and, I, and, and I think that's, uh, you know, we know that happens generational, you know, after generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, I'd be very uh, cautious to say that they wouldn't be effective. I would say that they probably would have to modify some of their uh, procedures and some of the way that they handle things. You know, the thing that's always amazed me, Bill, is that the parents um, who complain the most to the people in the school system, the principals and the teachers, are really, they don't understand that they are the problem. And if if they don't support the school system as, as it tries to make young people more successful, as they go beyond the the high schools or college or or whatever, and and uh, they just won't listen, and, you know, and I think that's part of the problem. You know, and, and I, what I want to say, you know, is I'm I'm hearing what you're saying, but you know what? A large portion of our our parents are the still the same. They want best for their children. Yeah. You know, and and sometimes, and and, we're, and anyone's can be guilty. Of, sometimes we major on the minors. You know, we uh, we we have a couple. I've of never parents. heard that said like <laughs> that before. <laughs> we have a couple of parents, but perhaps maybe uh, that gets crossed with us, and we yeah. think we we paint with that wide brush. I think what our parents want more than anything is they want what's best for their children. Yeah. And, uh, and and that's what I want parents to know, that we also want what's best for their children. I will tell you, uh, you know, some of the things that I've, I've witnessed over the years of, of, of the sacrifices that teachers make mm-hmm. uh, for their kids. And, 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 and quite frankly, this, uh, this when, when schools were shut down back in the spring, I mean, I, I had daily calls. Can we go by their neighborhood? Uh, you know, you know. And at that time, everybody was saying, "Stay away from the kids." You know. Yeah. But it was it was a true, uh, you know, like a loss for them. Mm-hmm. And and, and, and I, the, the kids were the same way, you know. And, and these relationships that they uh, they create with their teacher, 
you know, it's it, it lasts for a long time, you know. I mean, they, when they're adults and they're out here and they run into their teacher, I've had the same thing happen to me. You know, a kid, uh, a man run into you, a young lady run into you and say, hey, I had you in class or, you know, or uh, things of that nature. And, and uh, that's that's important. That Those kind of things are important, you know. Yeah, but but it's very important for the teachers and the parents to have a great relationship. And a lot of times the teachers put in the crossfire. Right. And, and, and I, I think that's extremely unfair when, when you've got a teacher in the classroom that's got 30 kids and they're, and, and they're working on 30 different personalities, mm-hmm. but they have to have a, a, a control of what's going on in the classroom. And when you have a, a parent that comes in and objects to that particular mm-hmm. situation, it does make it almost impossible for the teacher to be successful. It can be. It can be challenging. And I think we're, that's where the administration needs to, um, you know, interject themselves and, and meet and, and try to mitigate any kind of situation that it's, it's causing an issue. Sometimes it goes. It comes down to communication blockers. Yeah. You know, uh, no matter whether you're a teacher, sometimes even as a superintendent, sometimes if you put yourself in a situation where uh, what you are trying to convey and what is actually being interpreted are two different things. And that's when you have to take a step back and say, uh, what is the objective? What are we trying to accomplish here? Yeah. You know. Uh, real quickly, mm-hmm. start of the school. What are we looking at? We, we're starting on August the 13th. Uh, it'll be a three-hour and uh, three-hour-and-a-half day. August the 14th, that's next uh, Friday, will mm-hmm. be a three-and-a-half-hour day. And on Monday, August the 17th, that will be our first full day of school. All right. And the kids are excited about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, bless their hearts. Mm-hmm. I always enjoy having you on, Bill. Well, I appreciate you being here. I'm being sorry here. about the, the music. It wasn't the same as uh, what we had intended for, or at least what I intended. Well, I've heard a lot worse. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, you've, if you've heard me singing in church, you've heard oh, something my goodness. worse. All right, Bill. All uh, right. Well, thank I, you very I'm much. I'm very excited to have you here each time in uh and uh, I'm proud of you. You're oh, doing a great all job. All right. Well, you take care of yourself now. You too, Bill. We'll see you. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS.